listening to Tapped In, Buckham County's Half Hour to Empower on WRES 100.7 FM in Asheville. Listen up and get tapped into local important resources, information, and topics. Learn more about the topics of today's show at BuncombeCounty.org. Okay, it's time to get tapped in. Hello, 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 and greetings to all that are listening to my voice. This is Tapped In. I'm your host, Rashida Hall. And I'm Leonard Jones. Leonard and I come to you from Communications and Public Engagement, Department of Buncombe County, often referred to as Kate. And we are so very excited today. It's going to be a great day. (laughs) But before we get into today's show, we would like to have a back-to-school vaccination PCA to put out there. As you send your kids off to the new school year, Buncombe County Health and Human Services wants to remind parents and guardians about the important role that vaccines play in our health and wellness for our community. Getting vaccinated protects our children from serious illness and help prevents the spread of contagious disease in our schools and communities. In North Carolina, all children must be vaccinated against certain diseases such as measles and mumps. Proof of required immunizations and health assessments are required within 30 days after the first day of school for kindergartners, 7th graders, and 12th grade students. You can get your immunizations at the doctors at your doctor's office or at the Buffalo County Immunization Clinic at 40 Cox Avenue in downtown Asheville. To learn more, visit buncombecounty.org backslash immunize or schedule an appointment by calling 828-250-5096. Help keep students healthy and in school so they can focus on growing and learning. Yes, great information, <laughs> Lenny. Go get your vaccinations. <laughs> All right. Today's episode, joining us today is Corrine Duncan, Buncombe County's Director of Election, along with her colleague, Devin Whitney. I hope everyone knows that 2024 is a presidential election, and we want to empower our listeners with the most accurate and current information around this election, from registering to vote to actually voting and participating in the upcoming primaries and next year's general election. I believe voting is one of the greatest privileges and rights in the United States. Without further ado, I'd like to say welcome, Corinne and Devin. Thank you. I'm happy, as always, to be on your show. Yes, yes, yes. Corinne, we are very excited about having you today. I know we have a, a lot of great topics. We have many changes in North Carolina. Please, if you're out there listening, please take note to the changes. And let's get started, okay? So what is the process of registering to vote? Just kind of some general information. So registering to vote in North Carolina, there's two ways that you can do it. If you're already a DMV customer, you can register through that process. So that is, a, is an online process. But otherwise, you register to vote uh, on paper. So you use a form that you can download from our website or get from libraries. And, uh, and you will provide on that form Um, your name and address and some uh, uh, information about how long you've lived in the county uh, and then also your the last four digits of your social security or your driver's license for proof of ID Uh, and in order to be um, eligible to register you need to be a citizen at least 18 years of age uh, not serving a felony currently uh, and live in the county uh, for at least 30 days Okay. Can you talk to us a little bit more? I know you mentioned that um, 
uh, if you're 18, you can vote. Well, what about if you're near about to be 18 and you're 17? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a great fun fact. Mm -hmm. So if you are 18 on the day of the general election, you are eligible to vote in a primary. And so you can also register to vote uh, or, you know, before you turn 18. It's, a, it's called pre-registration. And what are some of the important dates around the upcoming election that community needs to know as possible election timeline? Yeah, so our election cycle just restarted. So we are starting uh, in 2023. There's an, at least one election every year. Uh, in odd years in Buncombe County, we have one general election in November. And that is Weaverville, Woodfin, and Woodfin Water and Sewer. So it's a, it's a smaller election. And that happens, early voting will be October 19th through November 4th, and election day will be November 7th. 2024, the whole county votes in 2024. The whole nation votes in 2024. <laughs> uh, so the primary election is scheduled for March 5th. Uh, early voting will be February 15th through March 2nd. And then the general election is November 5th. You'll hear that date over and over again. And uh, early voting is October 17th through November 2nd. Okay. And so we know there's been some like changes with the around with North Carolina and the news around some um, challenges in the courts. What's some of those updates? Uh, so uh, you might be referring to redistricting. Mm -hmm. uh, so there were two court cases um, that were heard, Harper versus Hall and uh, the North Carolina League of Conservation Voters versus Hall. And the court gave the General Assembly the opportunity to redraw the lines for NC House, NC Senate, and U.S. House uh, for 2024. For Buncombe County, that also means the commissioner's districts because they follow mm. the house lines. Mm -hmm. So uh, so Buncombe County will definitely be affected, uh, but those lines won't uh, go into effect until the 2024 elections. Okay. And like Leonard said, it's been some court disputes and some legal rulings um, by the state Supreme Court. Let's talk a little bit about the voters and the IDs. What, what is that? How has that changed this year for North Carolina? That's right. That's another one. So photo ID will be required for voting starting this year. So uh, if you are eligible to vote in the municipal election, Weaverville, Woodfin, and Woodfin Water and Sewer, you'll be required to show an ID. And it's a photo ID. Uh, and most people will, uh, will have a photo ID that qualifies. So it's what you think, a driver's license, passport, state IDs, things like that. But if you don't have one, our office offers free voter ID. So you can come and stop in at our office. As long as you're registered to vote, you can uh, stop in, fill out a form, uh, take your picture, and we'll print an ID out for you. Corrine, I know just by working with the county, I know that um, the voter registration, your building, that has changed a little bit. Where is your, what's, what's the new address? Yeah, uh, I, our office is one of the favorite ones to get moved around. <laughs> oh, so we're at 59 Woodfin Place, and that's at the corner of Charlotte and the uh, intersection to 240. Okay. And so I did have a question just to follow up on that photo ID. Um, so the county is offering free photo IDs. What happens if just if someone is not aware and just show up to the polls thinking they can't have ID? They thank didn't you. require the ID. Yes, thank you for that question. So everyone who shows up and is eligible 
or just thinks they are eligible to vote will be able to vote. Okay. Uh, so for, for photo ID, there are exceptions. So uh, if you fall under one of those exceptions, for some reason you couldn't get an ID, there, there are several um, exceptions, then, uh, then you can uh, qu qualify that way. You can also vote provisionally, of course. And then you can go get a photo ID from our office during that period and, uh, and, and cure it that way. And then just also, um, just as we talk about various things we're hearing in the news, um, what about felons? You mentioned, uh, what's the rules around that for clarity? Yep. So the felon, um, felon laws changed back to the way they were in 2020, okay. which is uh, you are re-eligible to register to vote once you have served your sentence. So hmm. that includes any supervision. So... Um, the big thing to remember is that you have to re-register. So once okay. you are eligible again, go and get re-registered. That is great, great information. Thank you for sharing that with us today. Um, let's talk about, and I know the county was very excited about the express vote ballot process. Let's talk about that. Yes, um, the county's excited and I'm excited. <laughs> I think that it's a real win-win for operations and for voters. Um, so the express vote is going to be the what you'll see when you go to early vote. And essentially, it's just a fancy pen. Uh, so voters are going to use it to mark their ballot on a screen. It's not a tabulator and it doesn't replace a paper ballot. You still have a paper ballot. So you'll come in, check in just like you normally do. The check-in station will give you a, um, a, a ballot, which is a smaller piece of paper than you normally get. And it you'll take that to the express vote machine and put it in, and then you'll make your selections on a touch screen. Those selections will then print out after you've had a chance to review them. You can review them as much as you want. That'll print out, and it's, uh, of course, readable, so then you can read it, too, if you want to verify your selections that way. And then you go and put it in the tabulator, just as you normally do, and get your I Voted sticker. That's great. So we what? think that it'll be a more efficient process. Mm -hmm. We'll be faster voting. Um, I'm, we're really looking forward to having that offering. The other great thing about Express Votes is that they come with a lot of... Um, uh, uh, ADA capabilities. Mm -hmm. So there are sight, hearing, and tactile enhancements, including things that oh, wow. people like, um, like changing the contrast on the screen or making the font bigger. Yes. So, uh, and, and that's available to any early voter now. That is great. Uh, will it be available at all the early sites? Yes, all early voting sites mm -hmm. will have express votes. So I also have a question. We know in 2020, there was a lot around mail-in ballots. How would that work in this upcoming? We know we was in a pandemic during 2020, but now, you know, we kind of went back to pre-pandemic kind of activities. So Great how did... How, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so 2020 definitely popularized absentee by mail. So a lot of people used it and they got familiar with it. And whenever people use something and understand how it works then they feel more comfortable using it in the future. Mm -hmm. So in 2022, we did have an increase, but not a giant increase in apps, not, nothing like 2020. Mm -hmm. So we expect a similar pattern this upcoming election. Uh, you will need to show, uh, have a copy of a photo ID with your absentee ballot 
this time. Uh, and you will have a notary or two witnesses. In 2020, it was a notary or, um, or just one witness, uh, but now it's back to the original law. So a notary or two witnesses. Any witness, can it be family members, just anyone mm -hmm. that you know? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. So what are the resources available if the residents have challenges at the post? I know everybody is in a different role when they go there. So how, they, how can they continue to be supported? They have questions or yeah. need some guidance? Yes. Yeah. So there are so many people. One of the magical things about elections is how many people come together to put on elections. So, and, and all of the people that care about elections. Um, for the actual voting process, the very best place to come is to call our office or call the parties. So whatever you're most comfortable with, and they can be in contact with us about any issues. And we act quick. So um, we, and we really appreciate that. There's, we have 80 polling locations that are open during, uh, during the, when the whole county elections is open. And so having eyes all around is, uh, is great. So um, we talked about, we heard about poll, um, poll workers that's working at the polls. How do community participate in that process and what are the roles um, yeah. available for community to be a poll wo worker? Yes, so there's several ways that you can be involved in elections with, with our office specifically because again, there's, we're, we're the administrators, right? Mm -hmm. So that's our piece of the, the election. There's other ways that you can be involved, but from my office perspective, uh, you can come to our board meetings. Uh, we just had board appointments. That happens every two years, but I do want to get it out there that you can be on our board. It is definitely a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> you will spend lots and lots of time with us, um, but that's a way that, that uh, you can contribute. You can also work in our office seasonally, and we are, will be hiring 35 people starting uh, uh, in this fall and those are paid at $17 an hour um, and uh, it's it's a it's a great opportunity to learn about elections that way too and the other fantastic thing about those positions is they often will uh, help you uh, uh, move on to other things we've had several of our people in elections move into county other county positions so mm -hmm. it's a nice place to learn about local government okay and also a nice place to work it is a nice place to work. I hope it is. I hope it is. Um, as far as poll workers, that is our biggest need. We hire uh, 600 poll wor workers in a big election, and there's two, two types of those. There are early voting workers, and there are election day workers. Early voting workers work for 17 days, and they do um, at like a, a shift. So we have two shifts each day. That's $14 an hour for a worker and then $16 an hour if you're more managing, uh, managing a location. And then for election day, that's a big, big, long day, um, 16 hours. So we're not kidding about it being a long day. You have to set up and there's a, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, but that's $300 if you're a chief judge, $225 for a party judge, and $200 for assistance. Um, but we're really looking for people who are confident, uh, com uh, they're comfortable using laptops, they, are, they like the team environment, they can work as part of a team well, 
Uh, they can work those long days and commit to that time uh, period, do training, be reliable, um, it, it, and also um, stay nonpartisan. It's, it's a, not a political environment at the polling at the polling sites. Thank you for stating that. And I, I know sometimes when we're out, what I love to see um, is our aging population often working those polls, right? So how can we get uh, youth involved? Because um, I know that's been one of your goals, involving our youth and making it available for them to possibly get some positions during this process. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So there are um, several things that, that we're doing. Um, one of them is, is working with the high schools. High school student assistant program mm -hmm. is something that North Carolina has. And something that I am so happy about that <laughs> happened uh, this year is that the uh, Buncombe County Schools made uh, the primary and general election day a teacher work day. Oh, nice. So yes. So hopefully we can get some more participation that way because it was hard to be a student and not and have right. school and you can't <laughs> you know. Um, so we're excited about that, and then uh, and then we are do have a. Um, a training and recruiting position now that we didn't have before so we're really trying to build our outreach program and we've had uh, quite a few uh, requests to do talks so we're really hoping that we get the word out there to different places in our community is that job listed on our website County? Org. the manage the position you just said that was open oh sorry I, I'm sorry we had that we we, okay. we got that one okay. yes okay. Um, just but, making sure uh -huh. but thank you for saying that because <laughs> yeah. we do have okay. a position open right okay. now so we have a full-time warehouse position that would be working with Devin um, <laughs> and uh, uh, that was is overseeing our machines and uh, and um, auditing and all managing all of the polling locations mm -hmm. so it's a pretty big exciting position and then in uh, february of 2024 we'll be hiring a candidate coordinator so okay. someone who works with filing candidates and auditing their reports and those kind of things so there are some permanent positions uh coming up i know with the poll workers how much time because i know we have busy lives and people dedicated to this because this is very important topic um, what's the training entail? What, is it a one-day training, two-day training? How does that look? Good question. So for Election Day, and it is required by law, so you have to do it, <laughs> <laughs> it's about a four-hour training that you go to. Uh, you do also have to meet with your team, set up the polling location, uh, and do all of the um you know, set up and take down. So mm -hmm. it's not just when the polls are open. And then for early voting, that one has a longer training. So that's a six hour training. And then if you're a captain, if you're managing those polling locations, you get, you do another three hour training. Okay. And so I know we were mentioning around like community participation, but I believe there is a early voting option survey. Can you talk about that yes, program thank you. we you have? Yes, thank you guys for bringing up all the things I'm excited about. <laughs> Um, so, so the early voting um, plan is something that we put out to uh, anyone to have input on. And how it works is we, we it, it, staff develops a plan based on the experience that we've had uh, in the recent elections. And then we present that to our board and then we put it out for public input. So our uh, proposed plan 
plan right now is for the primary and i know that seems way early but it's not <laughs> it's not so we did we want input on it and it's out there right now it's on public input um, at buncombecounty.org and we're proposing 11 early voting sites for the primary and we would really like some help finding locations in North Asheville and South Asheville. So we're proposing having two sites in each of those locations, but uh, we don't have um, identified locations for two of those. So we want one more in North and one more in South. So if there are, you have suggestions, uh, get on our website or give us a call and let us know. Um, and uh, and if you have suggestions about anything in the plan, the whole plan's up there. You can you can take a look and give us your feedback. Thank you. So uh, Corinne did say North Asheville location and the second South Asheville location. We need your feedback. Please call us, send us an email, uh, get on public input, give your feedback. We really want to know that because, of course, we want to be of service to everyone in Buncombe County and make it accessible and easy for people to vote. So please reach out to us. Thank you for that. Yep. And our plan will be reviewed again on September 12th. So make sure you get it in before then. Okay. So when we have these proposed, proposed locations, what are the hours possibly that they could be open when you're talking about early and then the day of elections? What would that look like? Possibly? Yeah, so definitely mm -hmm. by law on the weekday, our hours are 8 a.m. to 7.30. So that's just required. The whole state will follow those. The proposed and the last Saturday is also by statute. Mm -hmm. So 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. is that last Saturday. That's March 2nd. The weekend hours that we're proposing are 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So we found that that's when most people uh, want to vote. If we open earlier than that, we don't see a lot of voters. And we're proposing Saturday, the first Saturday, and then we're proposing both weekend days on the second weekend. So Saturday, February 17th, Saturday, February 24th, and Sunday, February 25th. So how can voters um, get the most updated information and to stay abreast of the current events around voting? So there are two things in this. Um, I think that our voter information tool is so useful and underused. So uh, on our website or on the state board's website, there's a button that for the voter information tool. You go on there, you put your name in there and it brings up all kinds of information so you can verify your registration status you can make sure that it's updated you can see that your address is correct but um, most useful during election you can get your sample ballot there so you can see what is going to be on your ballot and do your research and you can print that off and you can uh, mark it and take it to the polls with you so that's really useful and you can also see all the elections that you voted in Hmm, okay. um, you can find your voting locations for both election day and early voting because remember during early voting you can go to any site mm -hmm. uh, but election day you need to go to your assigned polling location do you know when the proposed locations would be finalized so people can get the most current information when would that decision be made so that is up to our board mm -hmm. um, on September 12th they'll do an initial review if um, if they're happy with the plan then they can do it then but we do have a second meeting scheduled um, in October in case they would like changes okay. um, so I would say 
uh, by the end of October, we'll know what our early voting plan is for the general. Can you explain the role for of the a primary? Po- I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain the role of a poll watcher? That's another thing you kind of hear often about. That's yeah. True. So um, the the poll watcher, I think what you're talking about are the observers. Mm-hmm. So um, and people do call them um uh, poll watchers. So okay. there's kind of two of them that happen at polling locations that you'll see when you go and vote. There are people who are outside mm-hmm. there and they're outside of the 50 foot buffer zone. So there's this zone around every polling location or within 50 feet, only voters can go in. Mm-hmm. So you'll see all of the campaigners and everybody else outside of that. Um, those people can be anyone. So mm-hmm. those, those don't get on a list or, or anything like that. Um, but there are observers that are inside the polling locations, and those are appointed by the political parties. So five days before when they are uh, to serve, we get notice from the parties that these people will come into the polling locations, and their role is to just sit and observe. Like, observer is what they're <laughs> supposed to be doing. They are observing. Um, so if, if they see something um, that they uh, um, have questions about, then they can ask the chief judge, they can take notes, they can bring that information back to their party, and, um, and it, it's, it's another way that we can communicate. And are they associated with any particular party, or is that just nonpartisan as well? Uh, they are not nonpartisan. So okay. both parties mm-hmm. uh, can appoint a certain number, uh, and the state party can also of both parties, the Republican and Democrat parties. Unaffiliated can also if there is a candidate that is uh, is, is unaffiliated. And what are the parties? We heard something recently around a no labels party. Can you explain just what the options are? Yes. Yeah, so, of course, there's the Republican Democrat. We also have the Green Party. The change is so much. <laughs> um, so the, the Green Party and the Libertarian Libertarian Party and then the no labels party uh, just became the state board just announced that they were going to accept that okay. um, uh, at the state conference. And so when the primaries come up, can you vote um, if you're not party affiliated or you do you have to be a party affiliate to vote in a primary? Yes. So that's a great question. Um, primaries are really interesting. So primaries are where the parties or the institution is narrowing the number of candidates for the general election. So uh, that means that the Democrats are narrowing, the Republicans are narrowing. Um, in this case, for Buncombe County, the city of Asheville is narrowing because okay. they are nonpartisan. Okay. Um, so, uh, but but long story short, yes, North Carolina is a semi-open primary. So that means that if you're unaffiliated, you can vote, but you have to choose, you know, which. Uh, um, party you are going to vote with and you can vote just unaffiliated and you uh, and then you can choose a party but then you have to stick with that party that's the semi-open part a fully open primary would mean you could switch back and forth but that's not the case here okay and i think we're about to wrap up our time here so just as we end each show we'd like to just go around a table and just drop your you know, whatever information you would like the listeners to know, um, to walk away with from today's episode. 
Um, I, something that I have just been talking a lot about lately is how uh, our office is truly a place where you can come and watch everybody working together. You don't have to hope that that's something that's going to happen in the future. It is happening. You can come to their office. You can see it. You can be part of it. You can be a poll worker. Uh, and it's, it's something that I treasure about uh, elections administration. I would like to say, um, go out and vote. Mm -hmm. Please vote. That's one of the most important things that you can do um, as a person. So I encourage everyone we're out there voting. Just, just treat the process with integrity and be nice to people and kind and be respectful to the poll workers and know that they're doing the best that they can. And I'm just very excited about this year. So I'll just encourage people to go out and vote and bring your ID. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'll just like to echo that as well. It's very important to vote. Um, that's a privilege in this country. And we should really participate in that process and help um, just keep our democracy strong. And so just as Buncombe County, we do have this survey um, out there, which is the Buncombe County Primary Election Early Voting Options Survey. The survey closes Friday, September the 8th. And um, you can find that survey on our engage.buncombecounty.org backslash board of elections. So we strongly encourage uh, the community to get out to help help us find some locations for early voting locations. So please participate in that process. And as we said, remember, um, go out and vote, bring your ID and bring a friend with you. So Corinne, friend. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> friend and family. And so Corinne, we enjoy you coming to speak with us on today's tapped in. And I hope everyone have a great and lovely day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to tapped in. Buncombe County's half hour to empower here on WRES 100.7 FM in Nashville. Learn more about today's topics at buncombecounty.org. Otherwise, stay tuned for more great episodes coming up. <laughs>